Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you can get podcasts. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Jeff Schwartz is a former NFL player. Matt Verderam is an NFL insider. Together with fan-sided editorial director Josh Hill, they break down everything that is happening in the NFL. This is Stacking the Box. Welcome into Stacking the Box. I'm Josh Hill. That is Jeff Schwartz, former NFL player, and that is Matt Verderam, fansided.com's NFL insider. The three of us, we love football. We're going to talk about everything that we saw in week two. We're going to break down things that we saw we want to see in week three, but there's one specific place that we need to start, and that is in New York. Now it's time for the big story. Daniel Jones, he's drafted, top 10. Everybody thought it was a mistake. Everybody's been trolling it. When week three comes around, he is going to be taking the snaps under center in New York. So, Jeff, I'm going to start with you. What do you think? What, what is happening with yeah. New York, and why is Daniel Jones the right decision right now? Or is this too, is this too early? So this is a decision they had to make because the Giants are going nowhere, right? Your season is over. Your defense is putrid. There's nowhere you're going right now. So it does not make any sense to delay the inevitable, which is Jones playing at some point. You're basically wasting time if you have Eli Manning as your quarterback. He's never going to be your future. You're not going to win a bunch of games with him as your quarterback. Pull the Band-Aid off. Let Daniel Jones start. The offensive line, according to the pass blocking rate on ESPN, I'm not sure I believe all that, but they're like third. Third best in the NFL in pass blocking right now. They have Saquon Barkley. They'll get Tate back eventually. They'll get Shepard back from injury. There's enough pieces there. You have a soft opening with Tampa a little bit. Their defense is better than I think we give them credit for. But it's a perfect spot. Put Jones in. Eli Manning, 116. 116 in his career. Perfect ending point for him. And now you get to play Daniel Jones. Look, I, I think if you're the Giants, you have nothing to lose. They yeah. have been awful. And fr- look, frankly, it's fashionable to kill Eli Manning. Everybody loves to do it. The reality is he had a great career. He won two Super Bowls. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. 500 in the regular season. He's a Patriot cares? killer, too. In the, in the big games, Manning was phenomenal. Quite honestly, in big games, he was better mm. than his brother was in a lot of ways. So yeah, that all being said... He's done. He's 38 years old. He's in the final year of his contract. They drafted Daniel Jones for a reason. Now, I was one of those people who was very critical of them taking Daniel Jones as high as they did. I thought at number six it was a reach. I was down in Alabama for the Senior Bowl, and I had one scout say to me, look, if any team takes him in the first round, they're nuts. And that was kind of a common theme throughout that week. Time goes on. Quarterbacks move up the board. Here we are. Daniel Jones goes six. But I think if you're in New York, the only concern is – Look, that he's just going to get killed behind the line. But as Jeff said, they've been good so yeah. far this season. Right. They haven't been the problem. Mm-hmm. So as long as they're protecting him, why not? The defense stinks. Oh, wait, fine. Who cares? It's not yeah. going to affect his physical well-being. I think for the Giants, the time has come to turn the page. You don't want the final thing that you see with Eli Manning is him getting booed off the field in MetLife. Well, what is the last thing we see with Eli? Is he going to get traded? Are they going to keep him there? Because no. like, the Jacksonville thing has no. been a thing for a while. Is it finally going to happen? No, no they got fools. No? no. 
look, why would you trade for Eli Manning? What has he shown that would make you excited about this trade? Look at the teams potentially, right? So Jacksonville, mm-hmm. are you going to pay him six, you know, ten million dollars, whatever it is, to play six games before Foles come back? Pittsburgh just traded their first round pick for next year for a player that's not going to help them this year, so they must love Mason Rudolph. They're not doing it. Are the Jets going to trade for him to play three weeks before Darnold comes back? Like, who is a willing trade partner? The Saints pay Teddy Bridgewater the most money for a backup. Mm-hmm. No one's trading for Eli Manning. Why do we do this every time someone gets hurt? It's traded for this guy. Bring this guy in. Just you have sometimes you have to ride with what you have. Gardner Minshew, the Jaguars, he's there till Foles gets back. Yeah, I mean, damn it, hell, stop bringing up the nonsense. <laughs> Look, the reality of it is, you're always going to hear this stuff because it's fun to talk about and there's yeah. rumors and conjecture. But Manning has been bad for years. I mean, this this has been yeah. a long time coming. This isn't a snap judgment where all of a sudden no. the Giants just Mm-mm. two weeks in said, well, he can't play anymore. Eli Manning hasn't been good for a while, and unless you get a team that has a huge injury at quarterback that's a contender that just says, look, we've got enough cap space, we don't care, we'll give it a shot. But mm-hmm. even so, he's not as good as a lot of backups at this point in the NFL. So I, I think he's not going anywhere. He'll retire, I think, as a giant. If you After this year, maybe contract's up, he decides, hey, I want to play one more year, goes mm-hmm. and signs on as a backup. But I, I don't see it. I would be surprised. He's not signing on as a backup somewhere? You think Eli goes out as a starter on his own terms? I he's do. never signing as a backup. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. I mean, and Jeff, he's not playing Jeff in Jacksonville either. So, <laughs> all right. So, okay. So, what's next then? Do uh, the Giants win on Sunday, or is Daniel Jones the air gets off to a little bit of a rocky start? I don't know. This this line stinks too. Don't bet this game either. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Look, Tampa Bay's been better than we thought, but dude, I, I, I was like Matt. I wasn't very high on him as a draft pick. Mm-hmm. He had a good preseason, but the preseason means nothing. We saw last night that. The Browns, who look so crisp in the preseason, they're not very good offense right now. Like, the pre- it doesn't mean anything. He's now going a professional coach. Todd Bowles is a D.C., a very good defensive coordinator down, down in Tampa. Bruce Arians can coach offense. Yeah. Now, Winston might not be terribly great, but they're going to score 28, 31 points against the Giants. Like, is Jones going to be able to keep up? So, I can't give you a great answer. I don't know how he's going to play. Look, I, I'll tell you right now, one thing about Todd Bowles, Daniel Jones better be ready for a lot of blitzes yeah. because yes. they're coming. Oh, yeah. They are going to single the Giants up and say, go ahead, throw the ball. We're going to stack the box. We're going to bring a ton of blitzes, whether they're run blitzes, exotic pressures off the edge, different things on on third and long. Bowles has always been, since he's been a defensive coordinator, one of the most blitz-heavy coordinators in the league. They are going to try to rattle Jones into mistakes, bring pressure. If you're the Giants, one thing I want to see, look, if you're Pat Shermer, you better have some plays where he's getting rid of the ball. Quick, mm-hmm. you you cannot have these seven step, five step plays where he's got to go through three yeah. reads. He'll get killed. What, whenever you say stack the box or stacking the box, there should be a sound that goes off, like a, like like in post. <laughs> Can we get like a little like like a horn every you time? Get that the you get the DJ Khaled horn going. I'm with you. I'm with branding for the win all day, every day. Oh man. Well, let's uh, let's move on to another team that we kind of had higher preseason expectations than it ended up being in the regular season. 
the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger goes down. He's out for the entire season. It's the Mason Rudolph show. Let's start with, is Mason Rudolph good enough to take the Steelers from 0-2 and get them to the playoffs? No. No? No. Again, we don't we don't know. I know. Vertoram is answer, crystal ball. <laughs> no, I know, Jeff. The answer is no. <laughs> I mean, here's the deal with Mason Rudolph. And I said this uh, today as well on, on Twitter and other things. So the history of quarterbacks in the NFL will lead you believe, to believe no, right? We've seen it's very rare outside of first-round picks and maybe late and early second-round picks, a quarterback to be great. We have Tom Brady, obviously. That's an, that's an anomaly. Russell Wilson's a little bit of a anomaly, but Russell Wilson, remember, was so good that he started as a rookie, right? Dak mm-hmm. Prescott was not even supposed to start. It might not even be playing yet. Tony Romo was still <laughs> healthy, and he got to play. Now, obviously, this is so far the best season of his career. So the history would tell you that Mason Rudolph is not going to be a quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, no, I, I don't think there's any question. You look at guys, you go around, as Jeff just said, and you look at some of these elite quarterbacks, almost always first-round picks, high round. And nothing against Rudolph. He was fine in college at Oklahoma State. But yeah. I don't think anybody thought when he was coming out of school, hey, oh. he's going to be a big-time quarterback in the NFL. It was mm-hmm. always like, hey, he's a project. Maybe he'll turn into a decent player. And i got to tell you, the Steelers' problems run deeper than Big Ben. Okay, They, they were yeah. awful when he was on the field. They scored yeah. three points in New England. They were leading Seattle when he got hurt, but the offense didn't play well. Dante right. Moncrief couldn't catch a cold barefooted in Alaska. <laughs> he stinks. He drops every ball that's thrown at him. It's brutal. Okay? And then he ducks out and doesn't even talk to the media afterwards. I mean, what is that? Catch the ball. So they have bigger issues than just that situation. Now, they went out. I'll say this. They clearly believe in him to some extent because to trade yeah. their first-round pick for Minka Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. says one of two right. things. Either we don't care about the season, we're completely punting, we know Ben's coming back next year, and that's what we're playing for, or we really do believe in Mason Rudolph. So maybe he surprises me. Clearly the Steelers feel some sort of way if they're going after Fitzpatrick. But yeah. uh, I, I thought it was an aggressive move, and I think Rudolph, look, he's 0-2. That's a, that's a tougher division than people realize. Uh, that's going to be a tough uphill battle for him. Yeah, well, so are the, the Steelers going to live to regret trading that first-round pick? Because Ben, Big Ben said he's coming back. Like yesterday, he's like, "I'm going to come back bigger and stronger than ever." We'll see because he's he's pushing forty. And historically, quarterbacks as they get older do not right. get better as in the age bracket that he's in. But this was a this could be a top ten pick that they just traded. Are they going to live to regret this? Um, I I guess it all depends on if Big Ben comes back. I would argue they are going to regret this because he might not come back and be the same guy. He's going to be in, and you just lost out on the opportunity to trade up next year to, uh, you know, to to become, you know, uh, to get yourself one of the, you know, a, a Tua or yeah. or whatever else. Um, so I would say the in the end, I would say regret is probably what they're going to think. Yeah, and look, you know what? The one thing I've seen a lot of people say, well, they could have gotten a quarterback. First of all, we don't know that. Second of all, mm-hmm. okay, there's a lot of years where everybody thinks the quarterback class is great this time of year, and then you get the March. And you're looking around going, ah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't want any part of that. Look, Tua will see. Okay, he's, he's mm-hmm. a talented kid. There are also hard. some flags about his arm. I, yeah. I don't know if he's got the strongest arm in the world in the NFL. Justin Herbert, who I know, Jeff, obviously, you're very well aware of, of being an Oregon alum yourself. I think Herbert might have a better NFL prospect you know, tool bag in some ways than Tua. Uh, he does. So, you know, Jake Fromm, like, I like him, but is he, is he consistent enough? He's probably got to show that this year. So if you're the Steelers, I don't know. And then look, if two is great or Herbert is great mm-hmm. and he's clearly the number one pick, 
The Steelers yeah. aren't getting that guy. The Dolphins yeah. could pick that guy now. Okay, so <laughs> you also have to factor that in. Yeah, the, the Dolphins' war chest of picks has just become oh. absolutely incredible. But, Better hit on him. Better uh, hit yes. on him. All right, so you better do it. Here, yeah. here you go to, to steal my dying on the hill. You guys are going to die on the hill, and then we're going to move on. Are the Steelers in the playoffs at the end of the no. year, Jeff? No. Verdram? Do I have to repeat myself again, Hill? I, I want no. you to. I want no, you to I, I, think they, I think they will lose double digit games. All right, we'll see if we're uh, right or wrong. It's time to place your best. Now, gentlemen, it is time to place our bets. We're going to put our money where our mouth is. I'm going to give you guys seven games that are coming right. up in week three. I'm going to give you the line, and you're going to tell me whether or not you're placing your bet or if you're going to run away from the table like a coward. So first game, <laughs> Jeff, the Titans at the Jaguars. The Titans are minus two and a half. Where are you going with this one? Am I playing this game? Sorry, I'm looking at my notes, everybody. Um, I would say you two and a half, huh? Ugh. Come on, you make a decision. <laughs> at, at two and a half, I'd say no. I'm not going to play this no? game. If, if, you, if you give me three, I'd play the Jaguars. You know, I don't trust Marcus Mariota against that defense, which I know comes as a shock. You to don't trust Marcus Mariota? I, no. I would stay away. If I if I was forced to bet, I would take Tennessee because I just don't know if Jacksonville can score a point. Mm -hmm. and Jacksonville looks awful uh, right now. And Jalen Ramsey, this is that's not helping. Okay, as, yeah. as they hurdle toward a Thursday night game. I think Tennessee would win. I take the I take the Titans to cover. But if I had to bet a hundred dollars or walk away, I'd walk away. All right. So we've established that both of you are cowards to start this That's little segment. Enough. So all right. Well, we'll move on to the Sunday night game, which is the Rams and the Browns. The Rams are minus three. Verderam, where are you going? Yeah, I'm, I'm swallowing the points of taking the Rams in this game. Uh, I don't know if anybody saw the, the Monday night football game. <laughs> I hope not. Or there's going to be a lot of people that need therapy. But, yeah. uh, look, I would take the Rams to win this game by more than three points. The Rams look very good. Gurley looks healthy. Now, how healthy he is and for how long, who knows. But he looks healthy. Uh, I also think look, Baker Mayfield did not look good on Monday night. I, you look at the yardage, and you're like, well, it's not too bad. 87 of that was on, mm -hmm. a, on a quick slant yep. where Beckham took off. And Marcus May is still running toward the sideline trying to <laughs> tackle him. So, I, I don't know what that was. So, look, I, I take the Rams in this game. The Browns have shown me nothing through two games. Nothing to think that they can keep up with the Rams. All right. Well, look, I I hate being that guy again, but I'm I'm wouldn't I would not touch this game. And if I would, it would be Cleveland plus three at home mm -hmm. after an embarrassment. You know, just I, I just the Rams go on the road, starting pretty well, obviously. Their offense did not look terribly great, remember, for the first half of that game against Saints. The the Browns can play defense. We know that. For a certain look, that the, the Tennessee score got lopsided, but the defense played pretty well outside of one screen in that game. Um, I feel like just the three points at home with the Browns, who aren't bad. I don't know. I'd take that, but I'm going to pass on this. I wouldn't bet this game. What would it, okay? So let's say that the Browns looked better on Monday Night Football. What would you have needed to see out of them to want to take? this bet like because the browns i, I, I think I, I liked the browns on monday i had fantasy implications with it so i was pretty happy with odell but the browns think, like yeah tell me what you need out of the browns well i do see more um of a fluidity on offense right their offense mm -hmm. just seems very hodgepodge and not in, in rhythm baker mayfield for whatever reason been terrible on third down they're five and 23 total for the season on third down um he doesn't look comfortable in the pocket He's not often hitting his first read who, who might be open. Um, and I just, I don't really, I don't really like what I'm seeing from him. 
All right, fair enough. Verderam, next game that we're betting. It's the Bears and the Redskins. It is our Monday. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Monday night football game. We'll see if it's a little bit better than the other Monday night games that we've it's, seen it's not kind of so far. But the Bears are minus 6.5. Where are you going with this one? I'm taking Washington. Okay. What well, Easily. It's not even a question. I'm, I, I would bet a lot of money on that. In fact, if I was a betting man... I, Do it. I don't see how, where the, your mouth is. how are the Bears laying six and a half points on the road with Trubisky? Did anyone see that game against Denver? 120 yards. Jeff could have went out there and throw for 120 yards. Thank you. Yeah, just, <laughs> just a brutal, brutal show. And by the way, like 30 of those yards came on the last throw of the game where they were playing a prevent. and Robbins was wide open over the middle. So, look, I don't know if the Redskins are going to win the game outright. But I would bet all day on the Redskins to cover. Even if the Redskins only score 10 points, I think they'll cover. I would, I'm would. i 100% with you here. I take the Redskins here as well. My first one, I'm going to play. The line actually, you said it's at what now? Six, Six and, and a half. half. It's now at four. Oh, I bet. Ooh, yeah, okay. That, well, that's, that's Sliding right scales. <laughs> yeah. So, to me, the play here is 1,000% the under at 41 and a half. Oh, yeah. Uh, we mm-hmm. saw last week 13 of 16 games hit the under. Record amount of holding penalties in the NFL last weekend. That can, that contributes to a lot of that. It's a point of emphasis now on these holding calls. So I would still take the plus four or four and a half with Washington, but the under here, under 41 and a half, is what I really would love. All right. Next one we got Vikings and the Raiders. Vikings are seven and a half points. Jeff, what are you going with? Um, I will – in Minnesota, right? Um, yeah. I will take this, but the Raiders plus seven and a half. What what have the Vikings done? I don't like what to show you that you get, you get seven and a half points at home. Nothing. Not a lot. I mean, this feels very like that hook right there at the very end feels very much like a backdoor cover, car coming down the field late in the game, just put the touchdown in and they covered the very end. This feels very low score. This feels like an under all over again, too. I agree with it being the under, but I'll go the other way. I'll take the Vikings and I'll, I'll swallow the seven and a half. Look, I. The Raiders nice. looked really good in okay. the first quarter against the Chiefs, like to the point I was like, "Wow, I, I missed something with the Raiders." And then the second quarter happened, and I realized I missed nothing with the Raiders. Um, well, can't throw the ball. <laughs> it was it was unbelievable. If if that quarter had gone another minute, the Chiefs would have got the ball back again. It, we would have seen five touchdowns. It was like a Doug Williams in Super Bowl twenty two special. Uh, I. I take the Vikings here. Cousins can't be any worse. Mm-mm. He cannot be. I don't know. He took 10 passes week one. What was he, 8 or 9 of 21 in week two? <laughs> it was hideous. Mm-hmm. Like, at some point here, he's got to be able to complete a pass. So, I just you will think. go with the law of averages that he can't be worse and that the Vikings will be able to move the ball. So, give me the Vikings. I'll be frank. I don't feel ultra safe about it. Okay. Yeah, that's always the way I like to make my bets when I don't feel ultra safe about where I'm putting my money, especially if I'm putting my money on Kirk Cousins, which the Vikings literally did, and we're seeing how that gamble is paying off. $84 million guaranteed. All right, guys, this is my favorite line of the week. It is the Cowboys. The line has moved (laughs) since we started this because it's constantly getting larger and larger. The Cowboys are minus 21.5 against the Dolphins. Jeff? (laughs) 
The floor is yours. <laughs> give me all those points. No, no, not, not give me all the points. I'm going to lay all the points. Sorry. I'll eat off all the points. Cowboys win this game like 45-3. to three. It's not even close. The only Cowboys don't win this game by 45 points. I said 42 points right there. Is if Dak Prescott, the offensive line, Zeke Elliott, Demarcus Lawrence, Van Der Esch all get... I don't know, some sort of uh, dysentery the night before They'll the game. Mono. There's no chance this game is not, even at the minute, it can't even be like 28 nothing. Like the, the Dolphins, are, they're not going to 20 points. I really believe it would take a line of 30 plus for me not to bet against the Dolphins at this point. And I'm not joking. I, I'm serious. They mm-hmm. are so bad. They look like the worst team in almost every facet of the game. And by the way, this is the first time Miami's going on the road. Yeah. We haven't even mm-hmm. seen road version of the Dolphins yet. So I'm with you. I would sw- I, it, I will swallow those points all day long. If Dallas even shows up, they're winning this game at 35-7, something like that. So I, I, no question, give me Dallas minus 21. The two bets I made as soon as they came out Sunday night, Cowboys minus 20.5, Washington State minus 18.5 against UCLA at home. Um, I've never liked betting home favorites that big, but I don't care. Cowboys are going to destroy the Dolphins. No, we're going to see next week whether you guys are right or wrong. I have a good feeling that we're not going to be wrong on this one. Last one that we've got, the Colts and the Falcons. The Colts are minus two and a half. The game is in Atlanta. Jeff, where are you going with this one? It's in Atlanta or Indy? It's in in Indy, actually. It's in Indy. Yeah, I'm taking the Colts. Um, They've played really well so far. Uh, I didn't back them week one, but I backed them last week. Um, They just... They're a very well coached team, right? They 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 yeah. just they do the right things. They play. They're there in the fourth quarter. They make the plays in the fourth quarter, which is very important. Brissett's been very efficient. They're back home now. First home game of the year, mind you, as well. That crowd's going to be pretty raucous. Look, the Falcons. I like them a lot this year, and they should still win the South with with um, Matt Ryan hurt and Cam Newton hurt and the Bucks not being very good. But the Eagles had a mass unit out there, and the the Falcons couldn't put them away. Like, they just kind of worry me. Now, back on the road, uh, I think the Colts uh, cover this game and win by about a touchdown. I'm a gigantic coward in this game. I'm not going to touch it. I don't trust it. I don't know. I, I think Jacoby Brissett is solid. I don't think he's ever going to run away and hide from a decent team. Uh, the Falcons, I think, can score some points on the Colts. Like Everybody always talks about how great the Colts roster is, and I, I like the Colts, yeah. but I'm not really like – is that defense really a great roster? Can anybody name five guys on that defense? You're like, man, you had to look out for that guy. Darius Leonard's terrific and young. Mm-hmm. Danico Autry's underrated. You got That's Justin Houston. But like those corners don't scare me. Like, who the hell is guarding Julio Jones in that game? So, But I'm staying away because it is in Indianapolis. The Colts, I do think, look, that's going to be a raucous crowd, right? Like they're one and oh, one, yeah. coming home. That division is imminently winnable. You win nine games, got a good shot there. And there's going to be a lot to prove that, hey, we can win without luck. So yeah. I'm staying away on that game. All right, we'll see if we're right or wrong next week. Whether you guys are rich or you're poor, we'll see. So I think that Cowboys game, even if you guys lose all of your bets, just put it all on that Cowboys game and you'll probably be fine. All right, it's pass or it's run. All right, now, do you want to pass or run? All right, it is pass or it is run. I'm going to give you guys six topics, things we are looking forward to in week three. You're either going to pass on it and tell me that you do not believe the statement that we are looking forward to, or are you going to run with it and tell me why you believe this thing I am going to tell you? We will start with New England and Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is going to be on the roster during the playoffs. Jeff? 
I'm going to roll with this. I think it's true. Look, we've seen that when these cases happen and the NFL investigates them, you either get suspended right away, and then you take your suspension right away, which no one ever does, or you appeal it forever, and you get suspended like three years from now. So I think they'll make sure to to appeal this long enough, they'll drag it through the court system to where he'll play this entire season. I'm going to go ahead and pass on it. Look, I, I don't trust this entire situation. I don't know whether Antonio Brown is, is guilty of these alleged crimes or he's innocent or whatever. I don't think anybody knows outside of him and Brittany Taylor, the accuser. But when you, you learned about that she's going to be talking to the NFL this week, that, that, that she's got some evidence, she says, that she's bringing with her, obviously, an attorney as well. That commissioner's exempt list is just looming over this entire thing. And a lot of times, if you go on that exempt list, you don't come off for the duration of the season. Right. You know, he at that point, he's still getting paid, but he can't be at the facility, can't practice, can't play. So I, I'm at this point, like, I think it's a, there's no question it's a guess. I don't think anybody has a real knowledge of what's going on. But I'm going to say that this ends up with him on the exempt list. I just look at the situation, everything that's gone on with him, uh, I'll say that Commissioner Goodell comes down hard. All right, Bergeron, we're starting with you on this one. Pass or run, the Bills and the 49ers, both of them, will be in the playoffs at the end of the year. I'm going to pass again. Uh, look, yeah. Both teams off to a 2-0 start. They're both impressive. Both uh, 2-0 on the road in both instances. So I do like that. The Bills are playing at home against the Bengals this week. They're going to start 3-0, I would think. Uh, the same goes for the Niners. We're getting Mason Rudolph and company. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately... You always see a couple of teams do this at the start of the year. They get off hot, and then they start to cool down. Like The Bills are still going to have to play the Pats twice. They're yeah. going to get Baltimore at some point this season. They're going to get Cleveland. right? Like their, their schedule is not easy. They get Philly and Dallas. And then the Niners, that's a tough division. A quarter of your season is Seattle and the Rams. So I, I do think that these teams are going to be in it, but I don't know that both of them get in. You could sell me on maybe one, but I don't think both. So if you start 2-0, you have a 61% chance to make the playoffs. So look at these teams now. So you have you know, you have, you have the locks, right? The Chiefs, the Ravens, the Patriots are all making it, right? On on the on the AFC side, we, we assume, right? Yes. Then you go to the NFC side and you have the Packers, Niners, Cowboys, Rams. So Rams are making it. I think we agree on that, right? Cowboys yeah. are making it, we agree on that. So there's not a lot of spots left for 2-0 teams making the playoffs. Right? I mean, that's five already. There's, I think there's 10 of them. So the spot for one more historically, right, one more out of the 2-0 teams. So the answer cannot be no here. Um, uh, I mean, the answer has to be passed, I should say. So I don't think both will make it. A couple of points Matt made. The Niners had a very tough NFC. The NFC is much tougher right now than is the AFC. Um, look at the AFC on the AFC side. I think the Bills actually have a decent chance of making it possibly as a wild card. But the Niners, I think, the schedule's rough. Um, they played two patsies. I want to see him play a really good team first. I would say pass here. The Bills were my – I was dying on that hill before the season that they were going to make the playoffs, so I'm sticking with that one. Uh, Verderam, <laughs> another one for you. Pass or run, Cam Newton is going to be the Carolina Panthers' starting quarterback in 2020. I'll, I'll, I will run with that. I think he's going to be there next mm-hmm. year. Who, who are they replacing with? Will Greer? Is Eli Manning going to sign there? I see Jeff shaking his head. <laughs> Jeff, feel free to be wrong. Uh, no, I, dude, he, he is – Go ahead. Finish your <laughs> He's like, go oh, ahead. You, you make yourself a fool first. No, I look, the injuries, I don't know if he's going to be able to play a lot more this season. Now, now we're already getting this whole, they don't have a timetable. Mm-hmm. His foot's re-injured. I don't know about all that. I do think he'll be there next year. I do. I, I still think that the Panthers, at this point, 
I mean, what is their identity? It's it's Cam, it's it's Christian McCaffrey, and it's Keekley. And so I I think they move forward with him start in next year, no matter what happens this season. I will pass on this. I believe that's the right terminology. I'm still getting used to this game. Um, I think that Panthers clean house after the year if it doesn't go well. I think Ron's gone, and Ron Rivera's a great coach. He'll find a home tomorrow. Um, and then Marty Herney, the GM, is gone, and so is Cam. If, if they're not there, Cam is not there. I cannot see a new coach coming in deciding to want to you know, basically stake his, his claim to an injured, old, beat-up Cam. Um, I think Cam is not there after the season. So I, I got to jump in. So if, if Cam's not there, what do you think happens with Cam? I mean, I'm not saying like where. I think exactly. he, I think I think he retires. I think Andrew Luck. Yeah. Okay. I, I can. I look. I I live in Charlotte. I've watched every single one of Cam's games. I played with Cam for a year. I was on injured reserve, but I was on the team for a year. I know guys that are there. Um, he's so tied to the city, and I give Ron Rivera credit for putting an offense around him that fit what he did best. And I can't see him going anywhere else and succeeding in a brand new offense and just being the backup. Like I, I don't see that happening. He has a lot of interest here in Charlotte. He's had a great career. Um, the injuries have piled up. I think he's probably done after this year. Okay. All right. Well, the Andrew Luck thing is actually pretty good because Cam's been pretty beat up for quite a yeah. while. So yeah. that would make a lot yeah, of sense. If that's the case, he had a terrific career. MVP, got to a Super yeah. Bowl. You know, no, no shame in that. All right. Next one. Jeff. Pass or run, the Saints are going to win 10 games despite the Drew Brees injury. Oh, I'm passing on this. That's not happening. Um, they play in a division that's still good, I think. Um, but I don't know if Britt Rogers any good. Look, we, we saw, I think when he was the Vikings, he was. We saw last year in Week 17, he had a start against a basically backup Panthers team, got crushed. We saw him the, 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 the other day. Now, it's tough coming in out of nowhere, but he didn't, they didn't score any points. It wasn't very inspiring. Um so I would say that, no, I'm looking at their schedule right now. I mean, they have the Seahawks and Cowboys the next two weeks. So those are probably losses. Yep. They have at Jacksonville, which is going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Um, they still have to play the Niners still, the Colts still, the Titans still, plus the Falcons twice still. They're not getting to 10 wins without Drew Brees. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I, I'd pass as well. Listen, everybody loves to talk about Teddy Bridgewater. It's a great story coming back, and he is. He, uh, he came back from a career-threatening injury, and, and that's commendable. That doesn't mean he's good. And when he played in Minnesota, quite honestly, he was never really an upper echelon quarterback. I think some yeah. people like to romanticize that time there. He was a game manager. And, and really, that team won because of that Adrian Peterson who played really good defense. Yeah. Uh, and when they got to the playoffs, he couldn't do anything with Teddy Bridgewater. So I like him in terms of, yeah, he's a, he's a good backup quarterback, but he's a backup quarterback. And I, I think if you're the Saints, as Jeff pointed out, tough schedule. The Falcons are a better team at this point. The Buccaneers are improved. I don't know what you're getting with the Panthers. If Cam doesn't play, forget about it. They're going to have a top-five pick. But I think, looking at the Saints, could you sell me on 8-8 eight and eight if he comes back after six weeks and got hot? Maybe. But I, I think it's going to be really, really tough for the Saints to stay afloat. All right, Verderam, pass or run? Patrick Mahomes is better this year than he was in his MVP season last year. It seems impossible, but I just wrote a post called Patrick Mahomes isn't human, so I'm going with a run <laughs> on this. Uh, look, He's got a better command of the line of scrimmage. He clearly has a, has a broader understanding of the offense. Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know. The average garage door is made up of 1.3-millimeter aluminum panels. Something you probably do know. Your neighbor likes to tinker with his dirt bike. Something you probably don't know. A runaway dirt bike can take out your garage door and a good portion of your car bumper. 
Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. You watched that game in Oakland. That second quarter was like the Mona Lisa of quarterbacking. It was unbelievable. I don't care who you're playing. 282 yards, I believe it was, and four touchdowns in a quarter. I, I don't know how you could get better from what he did last year. 5,100 yards, practically 50 touchdowns. And I know he's on pace for an absurd amount this year. But you look <laughs> at them. I think, first of all, I think the team's better around them this year. I also think you know, this is his third year in the offense. That's a complex scheme under Andy Reid. Jeff, you certainly can speak to it. So yeah. I, I think he has a better understanding of what he can do at the line. That makes him better once they snap the ball. I think he's every bit as physically talented. Of course, he just turned 24, but mentally he's ahead of where he was a year ago. So I'm going to take – it sounds like a cop-out, but I kind of feel like the middle is kind of where this is at. Like I don't need to pass or run for a couple of reasons. What One is draw? that – Throwing it out of bounds. They've had, yeah, I'll go with a draw. They've had, um, they've had quarters where they just have looked like, like, uh, like blah sort of. And that could be partly because Pat's ankle is hurt, right? So he just looked, he looked, okay, for example, the first quarter of the game against the Raiders, it looked like his ankle really bothered him. The ball sailed on him. He didn't step into any throws. All of a sudden, the second quarter, he looked great. It looked like it warmed up. He was good to go. And then they didn't score at all in the second half. First time, by the way, in that series history that, the, that they have, there have not been points scored in a Raiders-Chiefs second half. First time huh. in history, right? No points in the second half. I feel like he's missing. he is missing some throws that he didn't miss last year. A lot will tell against the Ravens. I don't think he's worse than last year, but I don't know if he's better than last year. It's just who he is. Like I don't think there is a better worse. This is this is Pat passing throw fifty touchdowns a year, five thousand yards. This is who he is as a quarterback. By the way, you played in the rivalry. That was the last game they're going to play the Oakland Coliseum. Your thoughts mm-hmm. on the Coliseum? Because obviously, a lot of people have been talking about yep. it the last couple of weeks. Does this podcast have like an have like a, a language warning on it or not? <laughs> Fire away, Jeff. We, we it was it. a it was a shithole. It was uh, it was a terrible place. The visiting locker room was the was the baseball clubhouse. It only fit twenty five guys. Yet we had fifty traveling, of course. Um, <laughs> it just was dumb. But look, hey Matt, the Chiefs um, uh, now have a winning record against the Raiders uh, in the in the Oakland Coliseum. That's all that matters. That is true. That is all time now as they head off to Vegas. All right, last one, Jeff. Pass or run? The Cowboys are the best team in the NFC. Run. Cowboys are making the Super Bowl. They're my pick for the Super Bowl. Okay. Nothing they've done has changed that. I know the schedule's been easy, um, but Dak Prescott looks really good. Um, the defense has been good for a couple of years now. Uh, they look confident. They look composed. They played. I get nobody. I get it. Uh, but I think Cowboys still win the NFC this year. My pick going into the season was Philadelphia, but right now I have Dallas atop my power rankings in terms of the NFC teams. I think they're the best team right now, so I'll run with it. Look. The Cowboys are, are, frankly, more balanced than any other team in the NFC. They've got a really good defense. They can get after you with Demarcus Lawrence. They've got Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith on the back end, or in the in the, in the, uh, in the linebacking crew, and then the back end, you have Byron Jones, who's probably the most underrated corner in football. Look, they're really good. Offensively, we all know about Zach and er, yeah. excuse me, Zeke and Dak and Amari Cooper. So, look, the only question I have about the Cowboys, and it will loom all the way into and through January – is Jason Garrett. I know Kellen Moore is the offensive yeah. coordinator now, and, and, and they look great. And as Jeff pointed out, they've played two tomato cans, but they've looked really good. I do worry, though, like Jason Garrett, that thing is just looming over the season. Like if they play the Rams in a playoff game, is he out coaching Sean McVay? 
That he's is not my coaching thing. though. No, Kellen Moore's coaching. So, that's but, that's the point. Well, that's a good point. That you know, but I am just I. I gotta say, like I'm just concerned. <laughs> Burnham stumped. I have, I have concern because I've seen the Jason Garrett special come out many a time. So, but I agree. Look, Moore has added a completely different dimension to this offense. So we'll, we'll see. But I, I am running with it. I think the Cowboys right now, NFC's best team. All right, fellas, it's mailbag time. Let's check out the mailbag. The fans out there have spoken. They want to know your expertise. We will start with a question that we got: Will Taysom Hill see more time under center for the Saints? Then Teddy Bridgewater. Under center, no, he'll be in the shotgun. So I'm not quite sure about that. But <laughs> I feel like I feel like no, they're going to let Bridgewater run the offense, and they'll use Taysom Hill the appropriate amount of times they've already slotted to use him. I think nothing changes there. Yeah, I agree. Look, Hill is fun. I don't think he's a guy you want dropping back 35, 40 times a game. If that was the case, they would have just let him be the backup quarterback. So uh, I think you're going to see more Bridgewater. Then Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill might have an expanded package now as his, as these yeah. games go on. Maybe you see him a few more plays than you would with Breeze. Uh, but no, I, I think Bridgewater's your guy as long as he's upright. As a fellow Hill, I cannot endorse throwing another Hill to the Wolves like that. <laughs> Don't put him under center. Let Teddy take all of the snaps. Next one, which of the winless teams has the best chance to make the playoffs? Verderam, start with you this time. Well... Typically, 0-2, you have about a 10% shot of getting in. I would have said the Steelers, but with Rudolph now yeah. instead of Roethlisberger, I, I can't go that route. Newton's hurt, so I can't go with the Panthers. I'd like to say that I don't think any of them can do it. Uh, but if, if I had to pick, if you, I, I would say, you know, you know what? I'm not going to pick none of them. I don't think any of these teams are 0-2. Who is going to make it? If you go down the list, I don't see any of these teams making the playoffs. Well... I would make a case for probably the Dolphins. Now, hear me out. No. I'm, <laughs> I was, I'm not hearing you out. No. Um, I think Jacksonville can be the one team that can do it. That's probably going to be it. Um, if they – that was a terrible decision to run that inside zone from the two-yard line in the two-point conversion. Mm-hmm. I think I like the call to go for it. The play call was awful. Um, if they can play defense, figure out this Ram situation. Gardner Minshew can at least like make things interesting. Um, I don't, to me, that's why I think no one makes it. But I think Jacksonville is the one team we look at and say, look, that team can maybe do this. All right, next one. Who is going to finish with more wins at the end of the season, the Chiefs or the Patriots? Jeff? The Patriots. Uh, they have a schedule that's very advantageous toward them. They play their division, obviously. They play the Cowboys, the Chiefs. They would play the Steelers at home and the Browns at home this year. Uh, unfortunately, the AFC is going to run through Foxborough this year. Dude, their defense is out of this world. The Chiefs, in my opinion, cannot beat them because the Patriots' defense is that good this year. Like I don't see, I don't see anything that's different in the matchup this year, besides Gronkowski not being there, than last season's AFC Championship game. Yeah, like I, I think the Pats will have more wins. I think the only way the Chiefs get home field advantage is if it's one of these things where they go into Foxborough Week 14, and they beat them, and they just own the tiebreaker on them, and maybe both teams go like to 13 and three or something. And the Chiefs just have the advantage. But going into Foxborough and beating them, obviously an enormous task. Right now, I agree. I think the Pats, I will say this. I think those two teams are going to be in the AHC title game. I think they're by far the two best teams in the conference. Uh, I don't I don't 100% share the Chiefs couldn't beat them only because I, they should have beaten them last year if D. Ford knew how to line up. Here we go. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I, think, I think right now, look, the Pats are the best team in football. And so you have that going with the advantage of the Jets and the Dolphins for a quarter of the schedule. I mean, you just tack four bye weeks on and give them wins. So 
I, yeah. I agree. I think the Pats probably end up being the one seed in the AFC. All right, last one that we got in the mailbag. The Dolphins, the only team in NFL history to win all of the regular season games and then win the Super Bowl. The Patriots won them all, didn't win the Super Bowl. Eli Manning, who we referenced just before, wasn't it? He was the guy who stood in the way of history there. But this current 2019 Miami Dolphins team, is this the worst team of all time, Jeff? It's the worst team I've ever seen. I, I can't, you know, I, I, don't, I wasn't born before 1986. can't tell you before then. Probably couldn't tell you any teams in the 80s that were worse. No, and this is, and they're trying to be the worst, which is may also makes it kind of worse. Yeah, this is worse yeah. than I've ever seen. Uh, look, the '76 Bucks want a strong word, <laughs> and I mean a strong yeah, word. Yeah, they do. But you got to also factor in though that team was an expansion team, and back then there was no helping those teams. I mean, yeah. that, those teams had right. nothing. So, if you're talking a non-expansion team, boy, this team's up to now. Like, we're two games into the year. That that Lions team that went winless, the Browns team that went winless. I mean, those teams were atrocious. But the Dolphins. 59 to 10 against a limited offensive unit yeah. and then 43 nothing uh not inspiring a ton of confidence i i think the dolphins won a game somewhere it's just the yeah. nfl it's the way it goes you know if the jets are trotting out luke falk like it <laughs> like that game that game could just be a, a oh, 6-3 disaster that miami ekes out but boy they are they are rough to watch yeah well jeff already last week said that it's the Bengals game that the uh dolphins might end up winning so We'll see. You still have a lot of confidence in that, Jeff? Uh, yes. Growing by the, as, as the line moves on next week's yes. game, growing more yes. and more confident. The, the Dolphins are like that free space in bingo. Where you, just, you don't even do anything. You just put something on there. <laughs> just stamp it and move on. Just stamp it and move on. Speaking of moving on, let's look forward to week three. Now, let's look forward to week three. Jeff Verderam, I want your guys' biggest game. What am I going to watch on Sunday? when I am not watching the Buccaneers lose to Daniel Jones, unless that's one of your, your games. Jeff, what's your biggest game of week three? I feel like Matt and I are going to have the same game here. <laughs> this is the game that's an arrowhead between the, the Ravens and the oh, Chiefs. Um, look, Lamar Jackson's done good things so far, but he's also not played well against the better teams he's played. Um, the Chiefs will be the better team he's played in a long time. Chiefs defense gave 10 points early to the Raiders, but then shut him out for about 50 minutes. Um, and I'm excited to see uh, the Chiefs' uh, defense play, but also their offense. The Ravens are going to dial up pressures and challenge Mahomes, who's a little gimpy right now. Uh, it's a low-scoring game, but uh, this game could go a long way to determining uh, kind of some playoff seeding. Well, I, I would have gone that route because I do think it's the best game of the week. But I'll, I'll switch gears since you already talked about it. I'll go with the Browns and the Rams on Sunday Night Football. Yeah. Okay. I really I know what the Rams are. I know the Rams are really good. I know the Rams can hang 30 anytime they want, usually, although yeah. I do agree with Jeff. They, they were not great week two against the Saints. That being said, this game to me is far more about the Browns. You're at home in this game. This is prime time. And I know last, you know, Monday night was prime time, but let's be real. Okay. By the time the Jets got that game, they were pulling people out of the stance. <laughs> All right. I don't know that that was exactly prime time in its, in its normal nope. form. This is Sunday night football, which is really yeah. the new Monday night football. This is the spotlight game. You're at home in front of the dog pound. You need to make a statement in this game. If they go out and Mayfield doesn't play well and they get beat by 14 points, I don't want to hear about the Browns anymore as a serious team, at least not for a while, okay? At some point, you've got to go out and play a real solid, good football game against a good team and beat them. It's, it's fun and it's yeah. cute to go 7-8-1. Everybody's excited, and they should be coming off of a winless year. But going 7-8-1 is a hell of a lot different than going 11-5 and being a contender. So 
I want to see what do the Browns have on Sunday night when the lights are the brightest. Can I throw a game out to the floor? I want you guys' opinion on this one. Bearskins? No, it's even better. Or in your case, even worse. Panthers and the Cardinals. And I bring this game up because Kyler Murray has yet to get his first win as a pro. It seems like Cliff Kingsbury's air raid offense is working because Kyler Murray's getting a ton of yardage every single game. Larry Fitzgerald's on my fantasy team, and that guy's putting up double-digit points. And you wouldn't think that if you look at the Cardinals and say, uh, what, that week one game against the Lions, and play that well against the Ravens. But things seem to be working if Cliff Kingsbury can just, you know, not kick a field goal when he's in a position to go for a touchdown. Yeah. Is this the game where Kyler Murray finally gets his first win? Panthers coming all the way across the country. We established yeah. that Cam Newton's a problem with his health. We don't know what this team is. Is this finally where it happens for Cliff and for Kyler? I think so if Cam's not playing. If Cam is playing, I would still take the Panthers. But uh, if he's not playing, then yes, I think they get the first win. Yeah, if Will Greer is involved, give me Kyler Murray <laughs> and the Cardinals. The only thing I'll say – I watched that Baltimore game on film actually last night. Uh, the one thing about this air raid, and I, Murray's actually been good. He's, he's mm -hmm. really thrown a nice ball. He's got a lot of zip. The one thing about this, though, when they get down near the goal line, they're going to have problems because they can't block. And when you get down there, when you get into that crunch time, 10-yard yeah. line and in, you've got to be able to make some lanes for Murray. You've got to be able to run the ball a little bit with David Johnson. They can't do that. It's going to be much harder. They're going to be kicking a lot of short field goals this year. But yeah. I still, I'll take the Cardinals in that game if Newton's out. All right. That's all we got for this week. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Follow Jeff on Twitter. Follow Bertram on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter for all of the best NFL takes. And we will see you next week on Stacking the Box. This podcast is brought to you by Fansided. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.